softly this morning. I want us just to change our focus now. We're in a building that we're all familiar with. We see people that we're familiar with, some that are visiting. But I want us to be able to look into with not just natural eyes, but with spiritual eyes. Because the Spirit of God is here. And we are a three-part being. But we don't need so much our flesh to contact, but we need that realm of faith. We need our soul to make a contact. Maybe you have a need this morning. Maybe it's something that would almost be impossible. But somewhere in your heart, there's a little something. My hope is in the Lord. Maybe there's something that you've prayed for for years and years. But this morning, maybe God just needs to minister to that this morning. Whatever God wants to do, let's just now, if you have a need, you want to make it known by an uplifted hand. Maybe you have a loved one. Maybe there's some situation. As we bow our heads, Heavenly Father, hands are lifted, songs have been sung. Lord, your spirit is here. Father, we're asking now, in the name of Jesus Christ, may every contrary spirit be bound and be subject to the name of Jesus. We're asking, Lord, that you will take the preeminence in this meeting. Lord, that you'll use the speaker, that you'll use the hearer. May the name of God be uplifted. May the devil be cast down. May chains be broken, Lord. May faith rise amongst your people, Lord. We're asking you to come on the scene, Lord, this morning. Father, we're not just looking to special meetings down the road. We believe you're going to do something then. But we believe you're also needing to do something this morning, Lord. So, Lord, we're asking you, may you, the Holy Spirit, be loosed this morning. And may the devil be bound this morning. Father, we ask for every hand that is lifted, every need. May you minister to us this morning. For we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless your word now. Bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you to the musicians. I'll invite you to turn with me this morning to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. That's on page number 3 in my Bible. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, we'll read verses 1 and 2. Then we're going to go over to Matthew 16. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, I'm going to make some comments on this in a few moments. But in other words, there was no separation of the atmospheres. It was just this, but God was going to do something. And in order for him to do it, the next part of this verse had to be spoken. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. Matthew chapter 16, verse 28. This is now 
God come in flesh, the Logos that came out from God, that, that was by which He created the heavens and the earth, that became uh, a manifestation that came into the earth through Melchizedek, but that Logos also began to be manifest towards Jesus Christ. And now, this is last week, I'm going to be speaking uh, as a follow-up to what I spoke last Sunday, which was this, what the Spirit saith, and we'll just call this part two. But last week, we took a little bit time in Matthew 16 on, on how the sovereignty of the revelation to Peter, and then now if we just go a little further to the end of chapter 16, verse 28, Jesus is now speaking. He says, Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here that shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So he's speaking to those that are there. You're going to see something that the rest of the world's not going to see. So we go right into chapter 17, verse 1. After six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared. So God was doing something in front of them, but to bring continuity, he goes back into the Old Testament, and there appeared with him Moses and Elias talking with them. Now Moses was taken away. Nobody knew what happened to him, but Moses was here. And Elias was taken away. Nobody knew what happened. But he was here and he was identified with this at this season. So then Peter, seeing this, and you know, Peter was always the first one to speak. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, it's good to be here. I, I imagine if you could hear the tone, you know, he was a bit nervous about what was going on. It's good to be here, Lord. And because he felt he had to say something, let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elias. And while he yet spake, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. Amen. Brother Branham, one of the messages, I think, I'm not sure the number of times he spoke it. I, I think it's around 17 times. But he's, the message Brother Branham spoke in this day, hear ye him. He wasn't pointing to himself. He was pointing to the voice that was here on earth again. I'm not going to have time to go to Hebrews chapter 12. But there's a voice that's come again in this last day. And he says, hear ye him. And let, we'll just stop the reading there. I'll let you have your seats. I'm going to go also over right if I can, to 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1. I may not fully get to this part today, but I, I do have some things that I need to get to before I get to this, but I, I want to just put this, plant a seed if I can. Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Now here is Peter, he is telling, he's writing these epistles, and he's saying that he's got to pass on as well. 
And he says, God showed him that I'm going to pass on. That's in verse 14. But he says, before I pass on, I want to put you in remembrance of certain things. And then he goes to verse 16. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. And there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. So he's, he's talking about what he heard naturally, but now he moves us into another place. He says, we also, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. So more than what I heard, more than what I heard, we have a more sure word. Brother Adam would go beyond the curtain of time and he would say, I saw some of you there. And he may have come beside, come to you after the service and said, you know what, I saw you. Wouldn't that be a great revelation? Wouldn't that be tremendous? But God wouldn't even want to hang it on the verbal of a prophet or an eyewitness. The greater revelation is what God speaks to your heart, what he anchors in your heart, what he makes real to you. Because somewhere you're going to be challenged by a devil. And when you've got God in the heart, you've got more than enough to meet the devil. So he says... We have a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place. If there's ever been a dark place, this is where we're at right now. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, and then Peter says this, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. It's not my opinion, it's not, not what my thoughts are, it's not what my brain says, but it's what God makes real, what God makes known. And he goes on to say this, for the prophecy came not in the old time by will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The same spirit that moved on the earth one day moved in the men of old. It moved again in this last day, and it has not stopped moving. It is still moving. The pillar of fire that witnessed in Houston, uh, that, that was, the picture was taken. That pillar of fire that was identified with our prophet's ministry all the way back from, from the time of Exodus to the time of uh, when Jesus is here and Paul was here, that pillar of fire is still here. And Brother Bram said, it is within the bride. You can't see it, but it's there. So they spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. One more scripture, Revelations 3, verse 14. I'm going to read a little bit more from Revelations 3, but I want to make comments in between here. So we took Revelation 3 last week, but I want to just take verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Now last week we said, uh, in every age, 
And, and, and if you, you can read this in verse 22, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. So God speaks to every age. There's seven ages. The seventh is finality, it's completion. And, and I know we've heard this, and it can become common to us. And, you know, we come in here, we look at the building, we look at the young people, we're thinking about, you know, and not just young people, we look at the families, we look at different ones. Well, I'll go and eat out here after. I'll go and do this thereafter. But right now we are in the, in the if we could catch the picture of where we are in time, this is something that God has looked to for the ages. This is something that God has with expectancy placed in his heart I'm looking to this time he moved on the prophets of old he told them there's a time coming there are going to come a time where I am going to restore all that Adam lost I am going to come back into a people and all that Adam had will be put back into that people it is not that far off we are witnesses we are witnesses to what happened in the life of a prophet. And he would talk about a first pull and a second pull. And he would talk about a third pull. And under a third pull, it was going to be the opening of the word. It was going to be a revealing of something, of the mysteries of God. But a culmination or a part. And, and in the seventh seal, Brother Branham would talk about a threefold part of it. And he said there's one fold that he'll take to the grave, that he won't speak of it. But we were witnesses to one part of it where it would come back into a people where it would not be the people speaking anymore, but it would be the Spirit of God so fused in a people that they would speak like God again. They would be the voice of God again. And we witnessed in Brother Branham five times where he had come to a situation and and it was like, there's no way this can happen. But yet he spoke it. Now, I'm going to say this. That wasn't so we could just put it over on the shelf and say, look at what happened over here. Isn't this nice? Isn't this wonderful? And that we could all say, that's the message I'm under. No, it was a foreshadow of what God wanted to bring down to every one of us. It wasn't meant to just be looked at. It was meant to be embraced. It was meant to say, I am that vessel that God's going to use again. So Brother Brandon would take the different times, and it was the squirrels, and it was the storm. And if you actually take, you know, it was God in, in animal life. It was God, in, 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 and it was God in, 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 in the air, and showing that man on the earth again is taking the preeminence in a minor form. Now, it's not going to happen in its fullness until we are here in a millennium again. But before we leave a millennium, there will be a people on the earth that will have all the power that, that was given Adam. That will be a short time. It'll be a short, quick work. And you think, oh, I can't wait to that time. Don't put it off. You've got to take steps towards that now. You've got to move towards that now. And in fact, as pressures increase, and they will by necessity, when you can't do it yourself, the word that is resident in you will have to perform what it's going to do. 
So, I read news headlines from the last week. And you know, these things just roll. We've become numb to them. Ukraine and the rhetoric around Ukraine. But we, we know firsthand that there's believers that are in the middle of that. Russia ramping up the rhetoric. You ain't seen nothing yet. We haven't begun. Then you can take it further. In England, Prime Minister has so many scandals that he has to resign. USA, just with all of its doing, and Canada was all like, there's so many things we can't even begin. But here it is all of a sudden. The Japanese are having elections, and a few days before the elections, the man who was considered, one of the things, is an assassinated. None of these things, you talk about distress among nations. This morning in South Africa, 14 people gunned down. It's just become commonplace. This is the world. This is the dark place that we are in the middle of. And if this is the dark place, then God has, a, has, has got a people. There's a light. There's something that is here that if that's happening out there, something's got to happen in here. So I want to go back now to, for a moment, and I'm not going to, this is just going to refer to Revelations chapter 1. But Brother Branham makes some commentary on Revelations chapter 1 and, and the portion that we read. So he would say, first of all now, this is in the message, Impersonation of Christianity. Way back yonder in the beginning, God sent the Logos, which was the Son of God, from the bosom of the Father. Now, His Son by which He created the worlds. That's what the Bible says. Okay? So He says, He began to brood over the earth. What is the word brood? It, it's like mothering. It's like a hen. Her brood is called her chickens, her offspring. And the Holy Spirit, with his arms and wings, began to brood over a bleak earth. There had never been life, and he began to brood. Now, now you, you just, I, I, I say this, friends. Jesus would say, you know, we say it's all about the Word. Yeah, it's about the Word, but it's the Spirit and the Word. The, the woman that was there... Uh, in, in John chapter 4, she said, uh, God is seeking those that worship. But Jesus spoke to her and said, God is seeking those that worship in spirit and in truth. And sometimes we just major on the word, the word. But there's a spirit attached to it. Jesus would say, my words, they are spirit and they are life. So our words and how they come out, you know, it, it's not just, you know, Give them the word test. And, and we often just, and that's a quote out of the church age book, and we often just say, well, if they can understand it the way I understand, that's not what we're talking about. Listen, the spirit will cope with the word. Might not understand it. It might be slower in processing some. But we're all spirit beings here this morning. And, and when you go out into the world, you know, and, and, and you, I, I just could say it this way. I, I, I was just thinking of it. When I went to high school, or when I was in, in school, there was no such thing as homosexuality. There was no transgender. These things were 
Like, that was way off. Well, that goes to show how old you are, Brother Ed. Yeah, that's true. But I just say this. But our children that are in our homes that believe this very same message, they go to schools and they rub shoulders with these things. Therefore, we are not just saying words. Let's not be disconnected. But we need to have the Holy Ghost. We need to have the token upon our homes. And we need to pray for them. And I say the world we live in is full of spirits. It's contaminated, as Brother Branham would say. It's contaminated with voices. These are spirits. And how does the, how does the spirit attach itself? It starts with a word. And a word becomes a thought. And a thought, if you allow it to percolate, it becomes a manifestation. And I say this, we need to guard against these things. Not just our children, but ourselves. When I grew up, it was just a theater to go see a movie. But that isn't anymore. Now, you say, well, and after that it became, you know, you could get the VHS. Who knows what a VHS is? Wow. Thank you for being honest. I don't feel so old anymore. VHS, and then it was... Uh, DVDs, or it was CDs, and then it was DVDs, and, and then you could subscribe to Netflix, and, and then you could, it's, listen, it's prevalent. And, and there's this thing called YouTube that's got almost anything on it. They upload, I, I forget how many hours, every, how many days worth of viewing within an hour. It's got every inconceivable thing on it. I'll say this, and you can't escape it. It's there. And those spirits attach themselves to it. And, and, and I would say spirits that, that, that in, in, in social media so much so that, that it's caused a generation of depression and suicide because people are not matching the image you know, it's a day when people are, are, are more interested not in meeting the real you, but in the image you portray on social media. And they're more concerned with that. And, and people are more interested, i got to match what I posted. Yeah. Like, what a world we live in. And, and, and it's always uplifting. It's always this. But what about the real you? The real you, the Spirit of God that's in you. Friends, it's a, it's, it's a world filled with spirits. But there's also a Holy Spirit. So Brother Brandon would say, the Holy Spirit would brood. Now he also broods that he can, he can integrate himself with our spirit. And as he began to brood, it said, the waters began to separate and the land came up. Now he's separating the atmospheres. What happens as he broods over us? As you sit and you listen, as you put on a tape, and it's not the easiest thing to put on a tape because there's so many more things that are attractive to our flesh. It's not the easiest thing to pick up your Bible. It's not the easiest thing. Friends, I, I, I say there's with a great burden in my heart because I find it more difficult. There's always something else that you can do. There's always something else. But I say this, you need to be in a place where God can lead you and, and you're sensitive to it. He'll just sometimes lead you to a message or he'll say, come aside. That's enough of that. Shut your computer off. Come aside a little bit. And I, I, I want to live in that place 
As a minister, I need to live in that place. I say this, as a head of home, you need to be in that place. As a teenager, you need to be in that place. So he said he began to separate, and as he began to brood, he said, now he makes this statement, your body was laying here on the earth then. You're made out of 16 elements. Your body was there. Where did it come from? He says, now God had those seeds in the earth before it ever was. So now if you take your natural body, whatever you came out of, whatever darkness you lived in, I, I, and, and, and oh, I'll tell you what, go back. Every once in a while, it's good to remember where you came from. And you know, when the devil comes to discourage you, and, and, and if he doesn't come to discourage you, he will. He will lay it heavy on you somewhere. But you need to then go back. Brother Ed, you know what? You, you go back to your past and you say, but you called me out, God. You gave me this. You gave me my wife. You gave me my children. I dedicated it to you, and I still give it to you. And I put that in the devil's face. And I, I say, by faith. How do I know I got the Spirit? By faith, I know it lives in me. Friends, it's not so much by knowledge. You know, we can say, yeah, well, that's wrong because they don't meet the dress standard. I'll, I'll tell you, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper because your spirit in you is grieved. If your spirit becomes so calloused, that, 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 that we, we miss seeing that. I say, God, keep us close to your side. When you see the things that politicians are spewing and when you see the, the morality and you see the different things, there, there ought to be a sighing and a crying. Oh, God, even so, come, Lord Jesus. This, what the Spirit says how does it speak? It's a word, and then behind it comes. Sometimes it's, you know, you don't, when you receive the word, you've got to allow it to percolate. That's what the Spirit broods. That's why you need to be under this gospel. That's why you need to let it separate. Take me, separate me, O oh Lord. Brother Branham would, would go on. You know, I'm, I'm sharing these quotes, but the preamble to both of these quotes that I'm sharing about Genesis Brother Branham would, would, would just say, uh, we're sons and daughters of God. We need to remember where we came from. And then he goes right into this example. And, and so then he says, you know, no man has sought God, God comes. And he said, therefore, if it took the Holy Spirit to brood over the earth, and it said, how much more? After we're gone and our bodies are blown to the four winds, can the Holy Spirit come that we can embrace him and call him our Lord? Brooding means making love. Oh, let, let, let this be a relationship, friends. And he says, he says, he formed it together, and, and he says, when you have that and he comes in you, oh, all fear is taking, taken away. He, he begins to be say, what have we got to fear about? We should be the freest and happiest people. And he says, God's in our midst, and he proves it. And, he, and then here he breaks into it again. Here, let's take it. Our bodies was here on the earth. And, and he says, and, and the Holy Spirit brewed. And, you know, I, I, I just go back in my mind. You know, we had a brother who came here. He came from a family, raised in a message home. He, 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 he went out, he went wayward, and, and he lived his life for many years. And he testified, he was baptized here, and he testified. He said, Brother Ed, 
Six years before I ever stepped back in the church, I knew God was dealing with me. And he said, God was moving, he was dealing. How was he dealing? Was, was somebody repeating words? No, it was just a brooding. It was just him coming over. It was something that you couldn't get away from. There was something you were longing for that, that would bring you back. i got to move along here quickly. But the Holy Spirit cooed and it brewed. I, just, I needed to make this. Now, I, I want to just, just drop this in real quick. But Brother Bannon would speak in the message, Shalom. He said, the difference now, just like it was in the beginning, is, is that there was gross darkness on the earth, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the water, and he was separating that so he could say, let there be light. And God separated the light from the darkness. He said, so that's why I'm saying shalom too, because there's a darkness. And he said, uh, we see something great that's laying ahead. It's the pressing. It's the coming of a great light. It's breaking now. It's breaking between mortal and immortality. And it's a bright shining. It's shalom to the church. But it's gross darkness to the people. It must have been a foggy time. This is in the message, Turn on the Light, just a couple of days after he speaks Shalom. He said, it must have been a foggy, dismal time. And God knew he had a need of light. His seed was in the earth. He had planted it there. But he needed light to bring forth that seed. So the whole purpose of light was for the seed. And the whole purpose that God reveals himself is so that you can come to the place he wants you. He says... God has foretold us. It takes a manifestation of light to make it live for that age. You might plant wheat at one time or grain at another. Some come slower. It depends on the season, but it's light coming to the seed. One more, the rising of the sun. And, and he says, here was the world laying in darkness, and the Spirit of God moved on the water and said, let there be light. God had a reason to do that because there were seeds that he'd planted. So the spirit that moves. I, I, want, I want us just to be conscious of the spirit of God when we're in a service. Let, let's, when, when the service enters, and, and we had a wonderful time. I just shared this last week at the camp in Saskatchewan, and it was just wonderful to sit back in the service and just sit there. And, you know, here, here God's moving on hearts. And I said, what can I do? I said, let me just... Be part of the worship. Let me be part of the atmosphere. Let it be something that will bring. And, and we just watched how God, you lingered for a half hour, an hour, and some lingered longer, but God would move on different ones. Friends, we need it. I need it. You need it. You need to know you're in contact with God. Now, let's just move on a little bit. I want to go back to Revelations chapter 3, and I'm just going to pick this up now in verse 18. Now, we know without going into to save time, this generation that was lukewarm, not colder, hot, increased with goods, had need of nothing, yet wretched, miserable, poor, and naked. So the, the council in verse 18. Now, remember, the angel of the church to the Laodiceans, he was identifying, he, he, the title that was given to that age was the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Because this age was reserved something. Now, out of this age, the final age, I, I don't know if we can appreciate. How many remember in the Bible where Jesus had the mother of the two sons of Zebedee come and said, grant that when my sons may come, 
they may sit, one on the, this side of you and that side of the throne. And Jesus answered and he said, it's not for me to give, but it's to them whom God has reserved it for. So in the final age, no other age had this promise, but they would sit on in the throne with him. This last age, oh friends, if we could see it, what a glory, what a privilege has been given us that we can sit beside him. God's building to it. This is not just like any other age. And God, you know, he's not just saying, you know, somebody's going to overcome. And whoever overcomes, they'll be there. No, he had seeds. He had names. And he says, I'm going to make a way for them to come. He thought of you. And he says, I've got to make sure that they come. And I'm going to make them be overcomers. I didn't even read Revelations 12. But in Revelations 12, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Three things by the blood of the Lamb. It's not my righteousness. I'll tell you what, you'll find that even as you go along in your walk, oh, I got so many years, God's going to give me. No, I need the blood of Jesus Christ today as much as I've ever needed it. But I'll tell you what, that blood was shed. Not that I would just go through this cycle of, you know, up and down and up and down. No, it's to bring me to an appointed place. It's to bring me to the throne. It's to make me more than an overcomer. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. What's the other thing? By the word, the word of their testimony. I believe I'm saved, and I act like I'm saved. I believe I'm, I'm a part of the program of God, and I walk in that faith. And I believe my family's a part of that. And I claim that the same way. And I believe I'm part of a group here that's all a part of that. And my faith brings me here. And it causes me to give everything that I possibly can. And they overcame by one, the blood of the Lamb. Two, the word of their testimony. I, I, I'm coming to some quotes. I'm going to say them. But number three, and they loved not their lives to the death. If you haven't hit that place sometime, Satan will present you an offer. Brother Branham would talk about the three temptations in the Garden of Eden, the three temptations of Christ, and the three temptations that are before every one of us. And it was the same in every age, but we're going to be overcomers because we're more than overcomers. Let's just move along here. I counsel thee to buy of me gold. Now, in an age that is rich in material gold, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and everything, I don't even know what half these things are. And whatever part we need for our existence, fine. But I'll say this. There's a gold that is more precious than silver. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in fire. Brother John, I think when you were ministering without money or without price, it was such a good vein that you were in. God bless you for that. That, that thou mayest be rich. Now just, just think about this for a moment because Jesus' garment on Mount Transfiguration, it shone white as light, he, he, light that even his garment was white. 
but the bride would also be dressed in garments. And it was given to them. No, it was not something that they earned on the other side. There's a group, if you actually read in Revelation chapter 7, different than the bride, and it was a difference of, of the, the garments they were given. The bride is given this garment. In fact, the garment is the dress wear to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Friends, that is earned here. That is not earned through your work or your adherence. It, it, is, it is something that is bestowed on you, and it comes not because you earned it, but because God gives it in this last age. He gives it to a people. In the midst of an age that's blind and wretched and naked, He clothes us. Friends, he doesn't close us. He, and I'm talking in the spirit. He doesn't clothe us with intellectual knowledge. We have more revelation than any other age. If it doesn't put on life, it's no good. And sometimes it's gold tried in fire. Because before you can ever be used of God to speak a word, you've got to have a character. The Bible just says, you know... Brother Brown, I referred to the message, humble yourself last week, but you need to be not just, uh, okay, I'll just humble myself, I'll just, that's not humble yourself. That's being timid. That's timidity. Timidity is not humility. The Bible says be clothed, clothed. I'll tell you what, there, there was a time as a young man, I was thinking, oh, I'll go and preach here, I'll go and preach there. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to go where God wants me to go. And I'll tell you one thing. I enjoy preaching at this church. I love it more than any other place on the earth. That's the truth. And I love all of you. God bless you. Thank you for putting up with me. Clothed with humility. It's something God puts on you. Watch Brother Branham. You watch how he comes more as he increases in the revelation, watch his life more and more. It, it, it moves up with it. It moves up with it. I, I believe we're walking in the footsteps of, of a prophet in, in the part of the revelation we're playing. Let me, let me read this a little bit. I, I, I'm taking my time with this little part, and I'll move along quickly here. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. This is out of the church age book in the Ephesian church age. The true church of Jesus Christ is likened to pure gold. Her righteousness is his righteousness. Her attributes are his own glorious attributes. Her identity is found in him. I think it's the message of the rising of sun. Brother Brandon makes a three-letter sentence that is one of the most profound in all the message. And it says, she is him. I, I, I actually, we were just talking in the back office, Brother Andrew. Um, you, um, I, don't, I don't want to point this out, but in case anybody was noticing, Brother Andrew wasn't here on Wednesday. And his father was preaching. But he was on holidays. So uh, his father forgave him. We'll forgive him. They had a good time. They went out. They had a holiday. Sorry, Brother Andrew. But we were talking, and he says, I wanted to go back and stream the service. It wasn't up yet. Did you hear that? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I said, it's probably on the podcast already. I said, it's usually up. But I go back to some of those. I, I, I don't know. I have, I have the toughest time to listen to myself. I, I don't want to listen to my. I don't want to hear who I am. 
I want to hear Christ. I, I, I so appreciated the message on Wednesday about badger skins because behind, in front of these badger skins, and you know, I, I, but behind it, there's something, there's a heart. I, I wish I could say it better. I think Brother Ron Spencer was here one time and he says, you know, I don't even want to be here. If I could, if I could, if you put a cloth behind here and I could speak from behind there and not be seen, that would be the greatest thing. When we go out there, we don't want to show ourselves. Now, hey, if you're a young man or young woman and you're in, you want to show yourself because you're, you, you're, you, you want to, you want to put your, say, hey, it's me because somewhere there's another part of you, right? So, why are you all stiff on me this morning? <laughs> Seriously. We're human beings. Put down your angels' cat wings and fold them up and just take your halo off. And Yeah, we're human beings, okay? My goodness. Okay. I don't know how I got on all of that. Okay, we're okay. The bride is likened to pure gold. Her righteousness is his righteousness. Her attributes are his own glorious attributes. Her identity is found in him. What he is, she is to reflect. What he has, she is to manifest. There is no fault in her. Oh, my. I don't know how many of you got up and, and stood in front of the mirror and said, there's no fault in me. And if you did it by the flesh, I'll forgive you. Because I'll tell you what, take a few years under the sun and you're going to see a few faults. And if you can't see them in the mirror, your spouse will see them somewhere. And your friends will see them. And, and if they're true, they'll still love you. Okay? Man, i got to get off this. Okay. But he says, I, I actually appreciate There was a, a sister just, just had posted this in such a good way. Because the devil will, you know, we look and say, oh, getting long in years and this and this and we see the little things but what mirror are we looking in because when God looks down this is what God is seeing there's no fault in her she's giving herself now does that mean God's not working on us he's working on us now there's another part to this not only is the candle it's a candlestick of gold it's of beaten gold handcrafted beaten gold according to her blueprints which were spirit given. Outside of her Lord and Master Jesus Christ was there ever a people so beaten and purged as the bride of Christ. Oh, if we could see what we were doing. What God is doing. How many have ever heard the testimony of Gary Walker? Gary Walker from New Zealand. He went through uh, an accident that, that he, he was in hospital for nine months. He died virtually three times. And, and he came in, he was in the middle of the trial of his life. He'd lost his business, he'd lost all these things. And he's in the middle of his trial and he's laying on a bed and, and, and he's got nerve damage. And the nurse walking by the room, uh, just the breeze that caused by her walking tingled the hairs on his arm and caused him to scream in pain. And in the middle of that, he stops and says, Lord, why? And then a voice, he said, a voice spoke in his heart and said, if you could see the big picture, you would volunteer for this. Oh, if we could see today 
Every service would be a blessing. Every trial, everything we go through. Psalm 34, we, you know, there's a part when we get to the end. He'll give you everything. The God of creation that dwelt alone, that came and made an earth with loving hands, thought of you and I, bled and died and poured himself, and he didn't want to be alone. And he says, I want to give it all to you. Why would you turn it down? And he says, beaten gold. Her life is in jeopardy. She's accounted a sheep for the slaughter. She's killed all day long. She suffers much. She retaliates not. Neither does she cause others to suffer. Oh, revenge. That's not in her. Worthy of the gospel is this lovely bride of Christ. Gold is malleable, whereas brass will break with the beating. The gold of God will bear her suffering for the Lord, not bowed, not broken, not destroyed, but formed as a thing of beauty and a joy forever by the trials and testing of life. My, my, my. Okay, we got to move on here. We could take the other part because there's another... There's another woman being formed in the earth today. And in her was found the cage of every unclean spirit. That's the, other, that's the anti-type. I'm not going to go down that road this morning. Now, Brother Branham would, would just as we move this along in the church age, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, we took it last week. It's to the message. It's to the messenger singular but everybody that follows that message has the ability to hear what that messenger is saying by way of the Spirit. And Brother Branham would say, hear what the Spirit says. Get back to the Spirit teaching the Word of this age. Every messenger to every age will preach the Word. Every fresh and true revival will be because men have gotten back to the Word of their age. If you are a true seed, I'm, I'm just skipping ahead, and you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, you will esteem His Word above your necessary meat and yearn to live by every word. You know, the devil, his whole duty is to make the gospel lukewarm, formal, and powerless. Now, we all know this quote. I'm not going to read it verbatim. But that's his goal. He'll do that not just out in denominational circles. He'll do that in our midst. And there's times that we've started to go down that way. But that's why we need a minister. That's why we need an anointing to wake us up and say, Lord, let me stay in the Spirit. Let me hear what the Spirit says. Don't make it common, friends. We need the ministry more than we've ever needed it. And we need the tapes more than we've ever needed it. But we need God to speak to us. And he says, now, He would actually go as far as say, there are two spirits that are within the framework of the Christian church. Now, quite often, we like to just sit there and say, okay, I got the Holy Spirit. I wonder which one has the other spirit. Did you know sometimes you're the recipient of the other spirit? Did you know sometimes God, that as much as God deals with you, the devil deals with you? That happened with Peter. Peter had the revelation that this wasn't Elias or or such and such. And a few minutes later, God had to call him a devil. Get behind me, Satan. Why? Because another spirit came in. 
So we need to recognize that the spirit we have, we need to keep our spirit clean. We need to, we, you know, if, if we could see it, and, and we're so scarred by the things we see and hear. I, I can go down the road, and, and, and all of a sudden you see a billboard, and all of a sudden that billboard reminds you of something 35 years ago, 40 years ago. And all of a sudden you find yourself thinking, I go, what in the world? How did that happen? And the devil's there to anoint it. You walk into a restaurant, and there's, there's a music, there's a jingle playing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Da, da. Oh, shake my head out of that. What was that all about? All right, listen, let's not be. There's songs that are out there that Brother Branham, he grew up from, you know, he's, he's, he would refer to my old Kentucky home. There's songs, hey, I, I, every once in a while I make a joke about them or do different things. It's not that it's, but you don't want to get into the spirit of it. So he says, there's two spirits, and so Satan knows that the original church at Pentecost, Mark 16 in action, now we, we just like to say casting out devils, and, and we make it, you know, casting out devil is like changing your opinion on the word. No, a devil is a spirit that dominates our lives. Questions and answers, 1964. Brother Branham, is it possible that a Holy Ghost believer can be influenced by evil spirits? Yes. Yes. But the Holy Spirit in you, if it is God in you, is greater than that which is out there. So we need to recognize we are the original church. And we need to stay in that realm where all things are possible. Where we can change atmospheres. Where we can cast things out. We got Brother Max speaking tonight. So I'm going to leave a portion for him. I'm looking forward to it, Brother Max. Sorry, I don't want to put pressure on you. But I believe the Spirit of God is in our services. But it says there has to be a spirit in you. Now, it isn't just by us figuring out, okay, they didn't say the right thing. But Brother Man would say there's people that you love to be around, there's people that you don't like to be around. Now, don't just take your personality into this equation, but take the Spirit of God. You can't figure out why. And you don't know why, and there's something there. And, and, but I say this, pray always. Years ago, Brother Lonnie Jenkins would, would say, he, you, can, you can sit down, and he says sometimes you're sitting somewhere, and I had it happen. You're sitting somewhere, and all of a sudden you get a thought, and you're sitting beside someone and say, this person's a homosexual. Oh, do you know that that actually can be God speaking to you? How do you know that? It's the spirit in you. And that spirit that emanates off someone. I, we just ha I just had it like a, a short while ago. I just came to a place, and I walked into a room, and there was a woman in that room, and whatever her spirit was and whatever my spirit was, it caused her to do something. And she, she, like she got wild in her eyes. Friends, we're spirit beings. We need, to, we need to stay in touch with that. I, I hope I'm not trying to make this sound super spiritual. I, I just need to say, this message is life. And there are two spirits within the framework of the Christian church. And if we can get a revelation and not just, 
The Bible says, not just discern, but withstand. Then the gates of hell, Satan will be powerless against her. I, I, I want to move to that level. Okay, I, I need to just move my thoughts along here, okay? Brother Bannon would say, the devil is powerless until he can find somebody to work through. And he'd also say, God can't move until he has somebody. And in fact, he says it in a couple places, and I got quotes, and I'm not going to read it because I want to move along. But he said he's depending on us to work through. The program, we can stagnate, we can paralyze the program of God by not yielding to what God wants. Perfect strength, perfect weakness. Brother Bannon would say, it's not so much what I can do, it's what I yield myself to. When he would talk in, in anointed ones at the end time, he'd said, it wasn't me that was down at the river there. It wasn't me that was doing those things. I was only near while he was doing it. It wasn't me. It's what I surrendered to. It's what I yielded myself to. So we want God to work in us. So he would say spirits are harmless. And he says a devil is almost harmless until he has someone to work in. And he says, you remember those devils that were cast out of legion? They were cast out, but they wanted somewhere else to go. Please, don't, let, let us go into those pigs. Sure, go ahead. You know, I, I love it. I think the Lord has a sense of humor. What were Jews doing raising pigs anyway? Seriously. <laughs> he says, go ahead. That'll work out just fine. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so he says, that's the way God does it. He has to have us. He's depending on us to work through. Okay, so now, if you can see that, there's two spirits in the earth today. Now, I want to I go back a minute here. This is one of my favorite quotes in the message, questions and answers in Genesis. When God created me, William Branham, I was before the foundation of the world. He made my being, my spirit. I wasn't conscious of anything as far as I know. And he said, I don't believe you're getting it. He says, Jesus told his disciples that he knew them before the foundation of the world. Paul said he chose us in him. So this is not just a spirit that was floating around. But there's a part of you that had origins from God. If I can say it this way, Eve did not have her own spirit. Eve was a part of Adam. So even when God separated the feminist from the masculine, that was a part of the original Adam that was in Eve. And when we come to the earth, yeah, we have our natural lineage and that, but if you're a, a child of God, and there's a spirit, there's a little seed inside of you, there's something there, that came from God. Okay? So he says now, there's some part of me, Orman Neville, the rest of you, that was in Christ Jesus before the world began. Here's my analysis of it. Do you want to hear the prophet's analysis? I, I, you know what? I, I could go and listen to what they call the Bible answer, man. I could listen to the different ministers. And, and, and they got a lot of opinions. And I tell you, after a while, you just get muddy waters. But I think this is an analysis that, that God has ordained for this last age. He says, People today are possessed with this spirit or a spirit that was a part of these angelic beings 
Spirits which rotated off of God. Now just think about this. That came off of God, and it said it manifest in the angelic realm. And he says in the angelic realm, he said, there was those that never fell in the beginning, and they resisted the devil's lie in heaven. So there was an, there was an angelic group divided into a third and two-thirds, and he said two-thirds of the earth is in sin, two-thirds of the angels was kicked out, and those demon spirits come into people and habitate their body. So he says the spirits that manifest in the earth today were actually up in heaven. So they were in heaven, and they manifest themselves on the earth, and you begin to see them. Well, friends, the devil is not your friend. The devil, and, his, and his, he hates you. He can't stand you. He hates everybody. He'll use anybody he can. He'll use a political leader. And he hates them, even though they're working for him. He'll use, he'll, he'll do whatever. He says, now, those demon spirits come and habitate the body. They're demons. It is now they exist in people and give them a nature. Now he refers to Mary Magdalene. And he says, Mary Magdalene, she had these spirits, seven demons. Now, you want to know what the names of the demons were? Here, let me go. First one, pride. That's a demon? Yeah, that's a demon. He says, boasting, unclean. Filthy, vulgarity, emulation, strife, all these things. Those spirits were back there. But he also has the spirits that were in the angels that never fell. And I don't know what happened up in heaven, but there was a lie told in heaven, and somehow they couldn't identify with it. But I'll tell you what, no matter where you were in the earth, but something inside of you, and listen, even as you're sitting here, and maybe you don't respond in the services. And maybe we're looking for a response sometimes. But maybe you don't. But inside of you, if you ever get away from the truth and you're ever out there somewhere and there's something in you, if you if, train up a child in the way he'll go and when he's old he won't depart from it. I'll, I, I, I'm a witness to that. There was something, whenever I was out there, I knew that there was a real God. I, I, was, I wasn't even born again. And, and, and I lived in a broken home. My father was in, in, in a denominational church, which was a social affair, much of the thing, very learned. I, I, I'd come on occasion to the church that we, we used to have. And, um, well, I was in Brother Harold's first church, and I was in, 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 in the church at Tamarack Terrace, and I was at the one on, on whatever, 125th Ave in, in the Calder area. Anyway, I, I went to all of those, but I knew as a young boy going there, when I walked in there, and there was something happening in the room, this was my analysis. This was my read of all of it because one weekend it was with dad, one weekend it was with mom. At dad's church, I knew if I ever want to have fun at church, this is the church I'm going to go to because when they're done, they pack up the chairs they, they used to rent and then they would pop out the card tables, they'd have snacks and they'd, play, they'd have a social after. And I thought, wow, that, that'll be a great church to go to. Yeah, for the flesh. But what about for eternity? And I knew when I was at those services in the Calder Church, I knew there was something more there. I knew it was more than the minister speaking. I knew it was more than the people. And I could see the effect of when it came on people. And it would cause them to worship. It would cause them to scream. Sometimes we're so scared of what the Holy Spirit will make you do. 
I just had a brother tell me his son resisted the moving of the Holy Spirit for years. He was just kind of a redneck Albertan. You never heard that phrase before? Okay, Albertans can, can be classified as rednecks. So just, just, and he, he said, I don't want to become a Christian and be a sissy. I want to be a real man. And that's what held him back because he's scared of what, what might happen to him. And he found out that he doesn't have to be a sissy. He can be just as much man with the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be worried about what, he won't change you. Brother Branham, he, he says, the, the Holy Ghost never took out my love from the outdoors. It never changed certain aspects of it in me, but it channeled it. It put it into not a perverted form. I knew enough of the difference. Where, how did I ever know that? I, I shared with you just a couple weeks ago when, when, when God was dealing with me and I, I, I picked up that Bible from my grandma and I took it home and all of a sudden I was going to bring it down to my room. Something spoke to me and said, you can't bring that Bible down to your room. There's things in your room that shouldn't be there. And I left the Bible in the car and I went down, cleaned out the trash, put it in a garbage can, came in and then I brought my Bible in. That is not just knowledge. That is a spirit. I'm not, I'm not elevating myself, but if you're a believer, you got that spirit. You got that part of God in you, and it just needs to be resurrected. Hear what the spirit says. Let's not just make this just cut and dry, but hear what the spirit says. So these spirits that are there, you know, and, and, and if I can say it, my, beyond the natural, there, there's, there's a realm Beyond our natural hearing. You know, the, the devil comes to every one of us. He'll come at you countless times. Countless times. You know, I, I remember Brother Beaton. You remember him, Brother Len? And, and Brother, Brother Harold asked him once and says, Brother Beaton was here and he was, I think it was late 70s or whatever he was. And he says, well, you're older. You're never tempted by women. <laughs> no, it's It's there. Because our bodies are not yet redeemed. But the Holy Ghost in you is greater than your genetic gene pool. And God gives you more of Him. He doesn't remove away everything. That's the final part. That gives us the groaning. But I say the part that He gives us is more than enough for what the devil has. My, I'm, I'm really needing to move, move along. So these spirits that rotate. Listen, go with me. Let, let, let me just share this and then I'll go to a scripture. In the message, Why Cry Speak, and, and Brother Branham would talk about Moses. So Moses grew up in a right home. He heard the message intellectually, but even though his mother had told him these things right out of the message, Why Cry Speak, the teaching was fine, but he needed a personal contact. Now, I'm, I'm reading... This is still out of Revelations chapter 3, verse 22. It says, Buy of me gold, white raiment you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness, anoint your eyes with eye salve. But he goes down and says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous, be zealous therefore, and repent. Now we can say, I'm, I'm in this church, and, and it's good. But did you know, and Brother Branham would put it simply, he'd say, how many needs God? Raise your hand. And he says, did you know you did that by a spirit? Now, God watches because God is needing 
a response. And you need a response. And you can just say, well, I'm in church, but I never respond. How do you know you're forgiven? If you never actually talk to God, listen, and get on your knees and say, and not just with guilt, I shouldn't have done that, Lord, I'm sorry. But actually get on your knees and say, Lord, I know that grieved you. And in my heart, I feel that's wrong. Would you forgive me, Lord? And, and if you do that sincerely, your words, your words counteract all that Laodicea has. Your words put you on speaking terms with God. They put you back in fellowship with God. But if you just ignore it, listen, a transgressor will not prosper. He that covers his sins will not prosper. But if you repent, and listen, that's not just a young person, but that's a minister, that's every one of us. When you repent, you have power before God. And the devil just said, it's a feeling. And you try to override it. But it's in your subconscious. I remember, remember Brother Branham talking about that woman. And she was sick or something had happened. And he comes to her and, 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 and she says, I don't know what's wrong with me, Brother Branham. And then he sees a vision. He says, oh, I see it. It's something you did against your husband. No, 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 no. See, it was there in the subconscious all along. Her, her outside tried to override it, override it, override it. But it was there. You can't hide it. The only way is to repent. That's the only way. It's your mouth, it's your spirit, it's your will that gets yielded to God. There's power in that, and that power can break the enemy. Don't let it build up. And so, Brother Branham, listen how, look at how he dealt with her. He went to her spirit, he went to the issue. Now, listen, the angel said, if you get the people to believe, you know what he did to help her? He says, you didn't sin against God. You sinned against your vow. You sinned against that man. He says, but he says, your husband's guilty of the same thing. Not my husband. See, we build up these things, and they're there. And you know what? It brought a reconciliation. The cage that the enemy would have somebody bottled up in. God, God was able to circumvent all of that. What the Spirit says, not, not just our mouth, but what the Spirit says through us. Now, Moses needed another contact. That's what the church needs today. The teaching's fine. But it says, when the word contacts and the thing is done, you know you're on the right road. And I, and I like this part. Brother Branham brings it in about the, the parents, Amram and Josebed. I love this. Here, they knew that the child they got was a proper child. But he said, here is Pharaoh. He is putting all the little babies to death. And the Bible says... And they were not scared of the king's commandment because they knew that God had given them this child. And they went and they put, they, they, were, they were cautious. They put it out there. God's got a purpose for this. I'll say this. If, if God has called you wherever you are, you're, you're, you're a part of it. God's got a purpose for you in the economy of God. Romans chapter 4. Let's go quick. Now, I, I could... 
I'll, I'll read little parts of this, but I might skip. Verse 16, Romans chapter 4, verse 16. You, you could read the first part about this, about blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, verses 1 to 8. Might come back to it later, not today. But he says this, Wherefore, it is of faith. Now he's talking about Abraham's seed, natural seed, and then the, the, the seed, which is through the righteousness of faith. Therefore, it's faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to that which is of the law, but that to which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before whom he believed, even God. Now, now just look at the way Paul writes this. Before him whom he believed. So, so Abraham's before God. He believes God who says, I'm the father of many nations. And then he says, even God who quickens the dead. Who quickens the dead? God does. Comma. And calls those things which be not, not as though they were. So it says here, God calls those things which be not as though they were. Now, if you go in the message, almost every time Brother Branham refers to it, he refers to Abraham saying, and Abraham called those things which are not as though they were. So in other words, this leads me to believe that, that Abraham was in such fellowship with God, he had such a connection with God, that every time God spoke to him and he said something, Abraham said, well, that's what God said, that's what I'm going to say. And if God said, I'm going to have it, then I'm going to have it. And Brother Adam goes through. He says, Abraham, where's your child? I don't know, but it's, it's one day closer. You know, and, 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 he, and he tells Sarah, just knit the little booties, do all these little things. Abraham so walked with God that it wasn't Abraham's thoughts. It wasn't Abraham's words. It was God's words through Abraham. Friends, that's the way we live today. You say, ah, how, how, is, how is Russia going to come down for that oil? I don't know. I don't know how, how every nation's going to come together. I don't know how the persecution's going to be. I don't know what the rapture day will be like, but I'm just believing everything God said. Brother Bannon would talk up in, in the message, Why Christ Speak? And I don't know about you. I, I was just sharing this with the brother Mar Marshall yesterday. And we were just sharing the events that happened. And I just shared a couple of things. And, and we were just talking about it. And you see this happening. And the leaders weakening. And, and, and you see the people getting wiser but weaker. And you see all of these things. And you see the amalgamation you see, you see economics coming together. You see moralities. You know, we're, we're, we're becoming the minority more and more and more. And he says, the Bible will say this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And he says, it begins to accumulate and it draws a picture for us. I don't know about you, but it's like modern events made clear by prophecy. We heard these things afar off, we saw them, but they're here now. We look all around us. And you know the other part of all of that? I, I know one thing. I am not a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that. And sometimes, you know, we just got one foot in and, well, whenever something happens, I'll, I'll jump back here. No, I don't want to be a part of that now. I want to be found in the right channel. 
And he says, oh, people of this hour, Brother Neville, as we see the gray striking our hair, our shoulders stooping, when we see the world weaving and rocking as it is, and how we look around and the promise is drawing nigh. It's drawing nigh. I'll tell you what, there's a quickening that's going on. I'll tell you what I look for. And there's many of you, you got, you got those that you know that are what we call prodigals. But I believe you keep holding that. And, and I, you don't know how God isn't even dealing right now. The song we sing, Waymaker, you're moving. You're moving right now. Even though I don't see it. Even though I don't feel it. I believe he's moving right now. I believe he's doing things right now. I believe as, as the quickening comes, you, you take a plant that's being grown. As it comes to the end of the harvest, it's like a quickening comes up and it, all that effort goes up into the fruit. That's where we're living right now. And I don't know what God's going to do, but I, I, I'm just saying, it's coming. It's coming. I see all of that out there. And, and Brother Ram would say, it seems like all of these things happening, and he says, like we would bounce into it once. It's almost surreal sometimes. Like our leaders. Inflation at 7.7%. I, I was just reading a statistic the other day about electric cars. To go to an electric charging station costs you so many dollars, cents per hour. To charge the car fully is this and this. And somebody did a statistic on it, and they said to, to take this, this car and to charge it and to do this eight-hour trip, he says, by the time I calculate, he said, I could, pill, I, I, could, I could take my Ford F-350 and pull a horse trailer behind it for the same amount that they're paying for this charging. And not only that, but, but, the, but the, the batteries are, are, are generally made as a result of coal plants. And the disposal, they don't even know. And yet... It's promoted all over the world. This is the way to go. This is how it's going to be. You know what? They're believing a lie. Now, I, I'm not going to go and rail against it. And if, and if you got one, listen, this is not against you. And, and if you want to do it, and you, and I, 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 I'll, one day I've got to take a service on it. On, on not, not electric cars, don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to take it on, uh, on, on replenishing the earth. Uh, Brother Ray, you and I were talking about it. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll do it one day. Because the earth is ours. And how we act now is, is the earth that we're going to live in on the, uh, in the millennium. The footsteps that Joshua and Caleb took, uh, when they went out with the, t with the 12 spies, that was going to become their mountain. <laughs> and I think the way we act now shows what interest we have in a future to come. Now, I, I have... I, I, I have a good friend in, in Quebec, and, and his name is Brother Steve Brisson, and he, he likes to refer to the province of Quebec as a Nazi province. But, but he, you know, he says there's, there's all these programs, there's all these things, you know, and, 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 and we talk about it, and we make jokes about it, and we, we say things, but friends, the, the, these are the world, you know, inflation, this and this happened, abortions, this, the, all these things, but guess what? We've eliminated plastic drinking straws. Wow. <laughs> anyway, there's souls that are dying. Oh, friends, I, I, I want to be caught up in the right thing. 
And Brother Brandon would say, you see this, you see this, you see this. And he says, and it says, if, if it would all come together at once, it would cause a rapturing. You would break into something, you would understand it in a moment. Oh, the hour is so close. He would say it. Moses knew he was born for a purpose. He watched all of them. My, my, my. I'm going to need to jump into something else here. Let me just, before I read the rest of this, he'd say, Brother Branham, would, we'd be talking in, 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 in Romans chapter 4. He called those things which were not as though they were. I look at the fineries of Laodicea. As a young man, I would have been enamored with them. But they're more dull to me than ever before. They mean less to me than ever before. I, I'm, I'm looking at something that is so real. And, and it's continually before me. And, and they say, I, we got this new invention. And oh, if I could only, you know, you know there won't be need for devices. You know, I, I, I happened to be on the Rogers Network. And it was such a blessing that for one day, I didn't have to worry about getting an email or a text. And I also realized, you know what? I, I'm telling my wife now, we're, we're driving to the funeral, we're driving here, and we're doing this. Now, in case we lose each other, because we can't talk by phone now, I'll meet you here, and, and I'll be there. Okay, we got it. And, and did you hear from our kids? And I go, how entangled we are in this world. But the civilization we're going to is not like that civilization. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, glad day <laughs> when, when we get over there. So Abraham, I, I, I won't, I, I, there's one quote I just want to get to here. And, and it's in, in verse 20. I, I, I need to read more. But he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So he was fully persuaded. If I, if I could give you, I, I need to take another service on this, but it's hearing, hearing what the Spirit says, recognizing, and acting. And I, and I haven't got to all of this yet, but he said, he was able to perform, therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, there, in, in the message, Patmos' vision, Brother Branham would, would talk and he would, he would share something that was such a blessing to me when I, I came through it. Now I can't even find it here. Hang on. And so he, he, he would say this. Abraham saying what God said. So he says this now. Christ has ascended. He's been given a name above every name. He's conquered death, hell, and the grave. He has the keys. What he looses is loose. What he binds is bound. There's no changing it. There's no conqueror before him. There is none beside him. He alone is Savior, Redeemer. He is the only God. Lord Jesus is his name. Now he says this. Don't fear. This Patmos vision is talking to John. Don't fear, John. Don't fear, little flock. All that I am, you are heir to. All my power is yours. My omnipotence is yours as I stand in your midst. 
The seventh seal, you, Brother Evans says you can find it right to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, the Spirit of God moved. Genesis chapter 2, here, things just came out of nowhere. What's the secret? God was there. What was the secret to the men in the fire? God was there. What's the secret to Laodicea? God is here. In the midst of the darkest time, He is here. He is with me. He is in me. It's not my voice. It's His voice. And he says this, all that I am, my omnipotence is yours. I have not come to bring you fear and failure, but my love and my courage and my ability. All power is given unto me and it is yours to use. Too often we've got this slave mentality. You know, the devil bound me up. You don't know. You don't need to do Hey, Listen. Before he became president, Trump had a show, and he would fire people. I think we need to fire the devil. You're fired. I don't care what you did in my family. I don't care what you did in my past. I don't care what you did. You're fired. You have no more control over me. I've been bought by a price. Jesus has paid it, and I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to cater to you. And wherefore, whatever scripture God makes real to me, it is mine. How's it going to happen? I don't know. But if God makes it real to me, now listen to this, Patmos vision. This, this is just an astounding statement to me. You speak the word. You speak the word. And I will perform it. You speak the word. Listen, God lets us get, in fact, he lets the devil get us into traps. And he allowed in the, in the Ten Commandments movie, you would see it. Moses, he finally escapes Pharaoh. He finally gets out into the desert. He comes and he's down by the Red Sea. And God hardens Pharaoh one more time. One more time and Pharaoh comes there and he looks down. Oh, the God of Moses is a poor general. Listen to the message, Why Christ Speak, this next week if you can. But he comes down there, and here Moses is left with no recourse. Now Moses, before he ever, you can read this in Exodus chapter 14. I'm not turning to it, but in Exodus chapter 14, he goes right down there, and Moses, you know, all of these things come up. Here's Pharaoh behind them. Here's the Red Sea. Here's Dathan and Korah yelling at him. Here's the people. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Moses, he says, stand still. This day, the Egyptians you will see no more. Now, that's Moses inside. That was not Moses. That was God. And in the next verse, it's Moses must have spoke to God. And God says, why are you crying to me? Speak. I'll perform it. And sometimes we get to a place, friends, it's not us anymore. It's God in us. Maybe there's a scripture God has given you. And you say, well, uh, hey, the devil, you know, the devil, he's, he's, he, if he, he's not an outright liar. He's a compromiser sometimes. That's for those people in the Old Testament. That's not for you. That's for other people. No. If God makes it real to you, it's real to you. Listen, let's have the musicians come. I'm going to close. I want to share something with you. 
Brother Wayne Lawson was just, he had shared this testimony. He was at some evangelistic meetings in, in Arkansas. And he was there, and as part of those meetings, this elderly woman came in, and she was apostolic. She was there. And afterwards, she said, I enjoyed these meetings. And, and she said, thank you, thank you. And, and, and then, and then uh, he just shared something. And then he mentioned William Branham. She said, did you say William Branham? Yeah. I was in meetings with him when I was five years old. Well, do you remember anything? Oh, I remember something very well. There was a deaf girl that came up at that meeting. And the deaf girl came, and Brother Branham prayed over her. And the minute he prayed over her, he says, now, and he would lean down, and once, and he says, the Spirit is leaving her. And he whispered something in your ear, and he said, I could hear it. And he said to her, say, Mama. And she said, Mama. And, and so, now, now listen to this closely, because associated with the hearing, the natural hearing, is also the speaking and if you can hear, you can speak correctly. And I'll say this, if you can hear in the Spirit today, you can also speak. Because what the Spirit says is what you received already. And what the prophet says, what the Spirit says, the bride will say, because she is endowed to hear it. And if she can hear it, she can speak it. The same power when you kneel on your knees and you confess your sins and the burden is rolled away. That same power is associated with every redemptive blessing. And the devil, anybody that comes and will say, that's not for you. He may not be the devil himself, but he's anointed by a wrong spirit. Because we're in the age where every redemptive blessing has been returned back to the church again. And it's what is our attitude towards it? Let's stand together. I believe that God, whatever He leads your soul to believe, whatever He makes real to you, maybe in this service, maybe reading your Bible, maybe reading a message, whatever He drops in your heart, I don't believe it's just to tickle your ears. But I believe that it's maybe manifest. And I don't think we need to put what Brother Branham happened and what happened here and here and here and say, well, that was for Brother Branham. If we're not careful, we elevate that man and we forget our own part. Brother Ernie, you've got a part. Every one of us has got a part. I believe that, Brother Donnie, you got a part. Every one of us has got a part. What is that part? I say, whatever God lays on your heart. If a man will just follow what God lays on his heart, I believe he can have that. And Brother Brown said, work on that spare of the moment. That's that spur of the moment. He, he called it the spare. But it's that when God drops something in your heart. What is it? Just a service like this. Sometimes we have a service, and God's speaking, but we're, our outside flesh is scared. I, I don't know about this. And all of a sudden, somebody says, I'm not satisfied with this. I want what God has for me. I am not leaving this meeting until I have. Listen, maybe God wants to give somebody something today. Maybe the burden of sin could be rolled off of you. Maybe you could be gloriously saved. Maybe you could have that long-lost child. Maybe you could have some other need. But God is here. The Spirit of God is here. I believe He wants to give us something. Do you believe that this morning? 
Amen. I don't know what I'm going to sing this morning. Let's sing, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Is there a mountain in your way?
when Moses was standing there, Pharaoh behind him, Red Sea in front of him, the people around him, and God had led them through. Moses had seen the miraculous. He'd seen the pillar, the burning bush, the pillar of fire, the sign in the hand, all of these things. I didn't get to it, but in Exodus chapter 4, God told Moses, He said, I will be with your mouth. And Moses said, I can't speak, I can't. And he says, I, I will, I'll, I'll get into it next service. But within Moses was everything that would be needed. And I, I will say, God has given us. Sometimes you get into prayer and you find yourself praying. Why am I praying this? Because the Spirit's leading you to pray that way. I, I watched, brother, Moses didn't know. He said, the Egyptians, you will see this day no more. And he's looking at them gathering all around him. Why did I say that? Because he said it by the Spirit. Now, he spoke it. He didn't know that the Red Sea would part. He didn't know what would happen, but he spoke it. And we need to speak it. Now, maybe you don't got Egyptians behind you, but you got other things. You need to speak it. Whatever you have need of. And, and not, not speaking it just by inspiration, not by emotion, but something that has foundation. Something that's deep within. Something that's come as a result of prayer. Lord, you gave me this scripture. You gave me this. Lord, I'm holding on to it. And whatever your need is. It was Brother Branham. Listen, Brother Branham, whose wife had a tumor. And he couldn't bear himself to go to take her to the hospital. He couldn't. And it finally gotten so big. And if you listen to his prayer before God, he said, Lord, I, I, I couldn't bear to, to lose her. I couldn't do those things. Lord, if I, have I waited too long? You know, the devil will make you think, I've waited too long. No, you haven't. God is still in us. God is still with us. And then, and it was that moment, he says, the Spirit took him. Stand up, whatever you say. Now, he was prompted by God. Friends, I don't know what the prompting will be, but I believe it's within the bride. I don't know if the prompting is going to come right to our door, but I believe we can speak. And I also believe that's not way off in the future. I believe we can begin to pray. Maybe this morning, whatever God has laid on your heart, we're just going to sing a chorus. And we're going to pray. But whatever God has laid on your heart, saying, Lord, I don't want to look at this afar off, but I want to embrace it. I want to step into it. I see the world. I see these things. But I also see, Lord, our end here is coming. We, we're going to have to cross over. There's many that have crossed over. But Lord, we want to follow you. We want to, we want to be there. Listen, friends, we don't do this of ourselves, but we want to be mindful of the Holy Spirit. Let's just sing pleasing. Let me be pleasing. We'll just have a word of prayer. Please. Please.